It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Kai! Ellie, Ellie, this is very important. Ellie, are you listening to Dad? This is very important. <laughs> Dad needs you. Can someone give me a fucking accelerator? I don't have boogers. You got boogers. No, you have boogers. You have boogers. I see them right now. They're coming right down your nose. Oh, made you look. All right. It's hard to argue with that. Welcome back to New Heights, presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment and brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. (laughs) Where buy one, get one free Tuesdays is back. That's right, for a limited time, buy one, six, 10, or 15-piece traditional wings and get one of the equal value or three. So for a limited Jesus, time, that buy- is a wordy. that is a wordy promotion. <laughs> I can't read either. All <laughs> right. For a limited time, buy one, six, 10, or 15-piece traditional wings and get one of the equal value for free, only on Tuesdays. I don't, who knows what that means? One, get one... So you get one of equal value. Yeah, if you get a six. You get another six. You get another six. If you get a 10. You get another 10. If you get a 15. You got 30 15. wings, cuz. <laughs> we are your hosts. I'm Travis Kelsey. This is my big brother, Jason Kelsey, out of Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Hey! The Cincinnati Bearcats grads. Bearcats are in the Big 12 now. I was uh, I was out, and about right. out in Tahoe, and I heard a lot of people talking some smack. So now we're, uh, we're oh, entering no. a new world. As Bearcats, what? Uh, who was talking trash? Just uh, somebody from Oklahoma it? or Texas or Texas Tech, Texas, Oklahoma, and Texas are actually still in the uh, for one Big year, right? for a year. Yeah, and then they're gone to the SEC. Yep. So, well, yeah. So I get to it. get to see Cincinnati on the on the big stage, baby. Got to love it, man. I'll be able to watch more games now, being in Philadelphia. They'll be on some primetime television now more often. Yeah. So, well, you could just. Watch it on ESPN3, too. Um, either way, new episodes come to you every single Wednesday. Subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And follow the show on all social media platforms at New Heights Show with one S. Ladies and gentlemen, Jason, why don't you tell them what we got coming up? Oh, we got an awesome episode. We're going to get into all things training camp. Uh, matter of fact, as you are watching this, both of us are, are going to be at training camp. We got a special announcement at the end of this video, so make sure you stick around. But first, as always, new news. All righty. I'll tell you what, that was fun. I was uh, out in Tahoe. That's all you fucking heard. New news. How was Tahoe? New news. It was awesome, man. It was an absolute blast. We had had Big Ed Kelsey walking around seeing some of the greats that he he watched. Uh, On the new Um, news. Now, knees <laughs> only made it about to like five holes a day, which was more than enough. You know, can't have him walking around that altitude. Um, he was Those getting steps in. only last so long. Don't want him to rub them. The new dry ones, though. Early. The new ones, though. The new ones, they can they can go for years. Really? That's what they say. Well, only if, not if you walk eight. It's a good you gotta, that's why you stick to five holes. If you got a good, if you got a good uh, medical sales rep, he'll tell you. So what These was that last like? Forever. What was the Tahoe? So you won the longest drive competition. 
I saw that. Yeah, so the first day first day you're in like a scramble and with a, like a bunch of sponsors. So because it is a like a charity event. Like we they raise a boatload of money. And the prize money is that charity related as well? Yeah, like right, I won I, I won 5 grand and it went to 87 or running or my foundation of choice or whoever's nice. foundation of choice. Cha-ching. Yeah. Bring it in. I lost my first karaoke contest out there though. That was the first time I ever lost karaoke. I thought you said you were judging it. Yeah, I was, which is probably why I didn't win. I was on stage the entire time. So you wait, I mean? did you compete or were you judging? I come I judged it and then they threw me on stage to have some fun. And I got to sing a song. But were you a part of the competition? Yeah. And um So you were so did you not choose yourself? No, Jason. Because you're a judge and I only do that on my Mount Rushmore. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I will never do it ever again. Lost your first uh, karaoke. Yeah, I lost my first karaoke, but I won the long drive contest, and I hit a ball the furthest I've ever hit a ball straight in my life. Um, Dude, what what is it about hitting a ball really far? Oh, man. It's like the feeling that home run swing, man. You just hit the ball right in the meat of the... And it's just it. You feel it go through your hands into your arms. And just into such, your a, chest such a such a down to the a jolt the, of an adrenaline and to and, the pump. I'm the man, the fucking man. <laughs> did you just see what I did? <laughs> and then I walk up in three putt, and I'm equal, he drove the green, and I got a par. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, listen. Even the even the good ones three putt. Right? <laughs> How far did you hit it? I hit it about. It went about you know exactly. Stop. No, the How? ball went three eighty, but it carried, carried. three sixty, and that was what they were judging. Where they were judging the, the carry, carry on it. Yeah. Okay. The ball That's speed far. was that like one ninety nine, which was fun, but it's it was That's absolutely far. nuked. It was yeah. absolutely nuked. We were in elevation. We were in elevation, so you got to count it all. But um, I have a feeling had a little it wind matter. hurt. I'm not gonna lie. There was a little wind hurt. A little wind in the face it coming was off in the, the lake face. There. Okay. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows how far that thing really went? <laughs> um, what ball did you use? Um, I'm a Titleist AVX guy. Uh, AVX. Specifically, don't know what that even means. Yeah. I just like the color of the box. The color of the box is a, it's a nice forest green. I really don't know what any of the X's or anything mean. They're, they're, can I get uh, some Titleist uh, Pro V's? Yeah, do you want the Pro VX, the Pro VX1? The the, the, the Pro VX's, the Pro yeah. V, yeah. No, what the hell I, are you um, talking about, man? I'm right there with you. Well, some of them and are. Really, I should just be hitting like a top flight or like a, I don't. None of this <laughs> stuff is technology is going to make a difference in the way I hit this ball. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. All right. You wouldn't. You wouldn't be surprised. Um, <laughs> no, but honestly, the funny part. The funny. Fucking. Um, the Bridgestone. Uh, yeah. So dad got to meet a few people. I got to introduce him to a few people. Just missed Charles Barkley, man. Oh, he would have loved that. Man, both of them would have. I was. I kept going up to Chuck and saying my dad's here. And he's like, oh, man, you have to introduce and introduce. And every single time I had the chance, I was just too drunk to put two and two <laughs> together. Because um, that's all it is, is just how many beers can you drink in four days? And, oh, my um, gosh. Meet everybody. But um, yeah. So who did he meet? He met, uh, he came up to me. He came up to me and he was like, eh, I just uh, just got ran into by the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Jerome Bettis. How he long started is, cracking up. How long has he been holding that joke in? Oh my gosh, Just waiting forever. for that dad joke to be unleashed. Boom. 
Well, he got me. He, yeah. he got me with it. Yeah, so he met Jerome Bettis. I introduced him to Steve Young. Obviously, Josh Allen, who we played with, I got to introduce him to. Yeah, how was that? How was Josh, Josh Allen? Is, Josh is a stick now. Like, uh, he played in the match, and he hit, like, 10 people, and they lost. But Josh is an absolute stick right now. Oh, nice. He, um, every single shot he takes is, a, is like, a. it looks like a pro hack. You know what I mean? Like, he has a good smooth, he has smooth swing. Good swing? Just a, just a big, just a big ball player, man. Just an athlete. Just out there, just hacking away, man. Nice. Big, strong dude. But, yeah, he was uh, he was probably the best player we played with. Um, Canelo Alvarez was Canelo Alvarez. He was pretty sweet. He was. Uh, I remember watching Good one golfer? of his boxing matches. Yeah, he could play. He could play some golf. Um, I actually won that round out of all of us, though. Like I ended up, I ended up winning the first match, and uh, I made sure that the media knew that I pe- that I beat Pat Mahomes for the first time in uh, in a golf uh, outing. One round of golf, that is. And then Pat, and then Pat just <laughs> he cruised right by me the rest of the weekend. How big was Alvarez? What what weight class? You know what he? he's he's about like uh, Tyreek Hill size. So one eighty. One eighty. It looked like it looked like he was a strong dude. I'm not sure if he fights at one eighty. What's I his think height? that's a little heavy, but he uh, he's probably like five nine, five eight, five nine. I hope that's somewhere close to where he is. Uh, <laughs> I'm gauging this off of memory um, that I was that was pretty hammered. Do you think you could take him? Man, you know what? He kind of he kind of. He kind of walked up on me pretty quick one time, just kind of like he hit a good shot and got into it a little bit. Um, and I was just like, I don't even want to fuck around with this. You can't you can't try and get in a, a boxing match. You can, okay, Alvarez is 168, 5'8", 168. Yeah, no, so Tahoe was awesome. Pops came <laughs> over to me. Pops came over to me uh, midway through. He was like, this is pretty cool. And uh, I could see the excitement on his face. It was like when we left uh, the Apple store. That's about as jazzed up as he gets. What is the strategy for fighting a perennial uh, uh, accomplished boxer? Boxer? You got to go. You got to take it to the ground, right? Yeah, you got to take it to the ground, grab shirts, take away their ability to actually throw jabs. and. This is my strategy. I'm grabbing something, right? I'm throwing it at them Yeah. so that they have to occupy their hands. Nice. And then I'm taking them down. Just going. <laughs> I'm just going to bear hug them and put 300 pounds right on top of their frame and smother them to death. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a dickhead. What about um? What about a guy like uh, Tyson Fury, who's like six nine? I mean, I'm not fighting Tyson Fury. I'm, I, I'm probably if, if I'm fighting Tyson Fury, I'm finding like a brick and I'm trying to th- hit his kneecaps to to cripple him. Maybe I don't know. I'm gonna have to figure that one out. Yeah, he's got the reach. Um, I'm talking about the size advantage game. All right, somebody's got the reach on you. How do you neutralize reach? You got to get inside of them. Probably the same strategy. Get something, occupy their hands, occupy their hands, and then. But then inside the cage, just just as hard as you can. Instead of takedown, right to the balls, right to the eyes or balls, eyes, eyes or balls. You got to cripple them right away, dude. Trying, I mean, hitting Tyson Fury right in the eyes. That's tough, man. He's got the. He does. He's very good with the head movement and stuff like that. That's why you got to occupy him with. You got to occupy the eyes. So that you come in at the side of the eyes. Jason Kelsey, one hundred one, fighting one hundred one. Or, ooh, or you do the the patented and our golf courses would work really well. It's very sandy. You reach down there, get some of that sand, and <laughs> <laughs> blind them. Can't see. Yeah, 
And then once he's blind, close his eyes or is, yeah. Once he's blind, then his balls are very vulnerable. Oh, he's, he's not thinking about his balls. I he's thinking say, about seeing. You know how like you're not supposed to hit somebody in the balls in a fight. Like it's very cowardly move. I don't give a fuck. The first thing Dad ever said is like, if you're ever in a ball fight, kick him straight in the balls. Like, it was like the first advice he ever gave me was never, balls, never eyes, even. throat. Don't go, and 90% of the time, the person who hits the first punch wins. That's the only advice I ever got from dad when it comes to fighting. <laughs> Shoot first, ask questions later. I think I was about 10 years old when he told me this. <laughs> I was definitely in middle school. That's pretty fucking good right there. Which is one of the reasons I've never fought dad, because he is not a clean fighter. He made that very apparent. He always, what was his favorite thing he would say when we started getting bigger than him? I was like, hey, you got to go to sleep sometime. Fucking you're right. like, I don't know what's gonna happen when I'm asleep. What are you gonna do? He's gonna kick you in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. All right, here we go. New news. How about we uh, we go over a little quick Edelman recap, man. That episode, uh, the new shit. news is, man, it was electric. Um, and we I had knew a feeling it, it was going to be it. I thought, yeah. We knew it you... while it was happening. <laughs> like, it was like, dude, this guy is fucking incredible. He's a fire, man. He's on fire. Unbelievable just, stories. Just... I mean, who the fuck just pulls out of their back pocket milk and cum everywhere like on a podcast i've never like he was guns a blazing man yeah, and then he called it back. a stalactite i was like god damn this guy's like a scientist as well <laughs> he gets it everyone loved it man he got us into the top five back into the top five of all sports podcasts on apple and uh, spotify and you know what jules thank you man thank you for the laughs dude thank you for the stories i was giggling my entire the entire fucking time i was laughing I couldn't keep I, I couldn't keep it together. Um, I felt like I, we were all just listening to Julian talk. He just it was his podcast for the day, dude. He had, there was I don't even know what I would say about my favorite bit because there were so many unbelievable parts. Oh my god! Like I'm going if I'm going football part, I loved when he was talking about uh, you know him and Tom building up such a relationship that it didn't even matter what the route was on paper. He could just tell by Jules's body mechanics what he was about to do and where to throw the ball. Um, if I'm going like straight story, the Randy Moss talking to his mom on the phone and Fuck Julian it. trying to fuck with him. And Randy was like, Hey, I forget what he said. Man, Joe, you interrupt me while I'm talking to my mom. I'm going to beat your fucking ass. Don't you fucking, don't you fucking like, talk to me while I'm talking, while to, my I'm talking mama. to my mama. <laughs> it's classic. Classic, dude. dude That's a great bit, great. man. Shout out to Randy, man, for setting the example. Dude, talk about and then there's like impersonation of him. Oh, I mean, guys, I thought I was talking to Randy Moss. <laughs> guys got talent, man. Can't hide talent. So if you missed the episode, go check it out now. It's gonna. It's definitely one of my favorite, uh, if not my favorite guest so far, man. Yeah, man. Most entertaining for sure. Other new news: uh, the NFL season is almost here, so that means Madden ratings are out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Yay! All right. Travis uh, is officially a 66. Just kidding. <laughs> Yo, Mario Lemieux. On Upside Down Day. <laughs> Just kidding. Travis is officially a 99. Uh, I think in most, and, may, and maybe the uh, most unsurprising rating that was released uh, when Maddie came out. Travis is a 99. Mahomes also in the 99 club. I'm a 92, which I think is fair. 92 percenter. Uh, yeah, so. I mean, I you know, we already know I like the number 92. I'm in the top 10 for all O-line rankings, apparently. I know this because I'm reading it on uh, the production sheet right now. Do you want to know what our first Madden scores were? I remember mine because I actually play the game. You remember your first ever Madden score? I play the game, Jason. But you, but we both have CTE. You remember 10, 11 years ago? Well... I remember something. Well, just what was your first? You, man. What was your first Madden score? My first Madden score was like seventy-two or seventy-three. Nice. I thought my speed should have been higher. I think I was around like a, a eighty-something speed, and I was like, "Nah, I need it." That is the one thing with Madden ratings. I feel like they just give you artificial numbers when you're young because, like, even though you you're just as yourself. fast as other people. If they give you more speed, you're going to be the same rating as those guys. So they got to find a way to level. (laughs) This guy shouldn't be. Um, I just found this out today. I didn't have a rating because I wasn't in the game, I guess, my first year. so good. Yeah, dude. You came into the league before updated rosters. I think what happened is my first year in the league was the lockout year. So technically, I wasn't on the team until after Madden had been released. Oh yeah, so you didn't even like sign the waivers or anything. Yes, to well, I wasn't be in, in the, the union or anything. Yeah. Or I think I might have been in the union. Either way, there was it was a whole like fiasco my first year in the league. That's so apparently, uh, you probably they, didn't sign your contract till after the game came out. The team has been unable to find out what my rating was the first year, even if I was in the game. But my second year, I was a seventy-six. It looks like. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my first year in the game, I was rated higher than you. Your that's first year good. in the game, so it's one hundred percent. This is good stuff. Right here. I don't know if that's apples to apples, but um, it is. And by the way, folks, Jason actually started his rookie year. So, the fact that he wasn't on the game is hilarious because you're old <laughs> enough uh, to not have updated rosters. I think I was on the game. I don't know. Who knows? But I think it was like. From like the documentation of like looking back at this stuff, I wasn't one of the original releases from the game. Probably is what happened. Does that make sense? One hundred percent. Yeah. So, um, either way, um, I think ninety two is a fair number for this for this year. I feel I see a lot of people get all bent out of shape about these Madden ratings and like, oh, can you believe such and such is this or this guy's that? And I see a lot of people say like, you know, Jason Cousins is a ninety two. He's like one of the best centers in the game. But I think it's a more than fair number because I got my weaknesses. Like, listen, <laughs> at pool blocking, I'm a 99. I'm, big, I'm probably 100. If they, if I, like, I'm damn good at that. Get my guy in space, yeah. babies. But pass blocking, yeah, I'm, I, I don't know. 92 would be very generous. I think uh, – <laughs> <laughs> the fuck. I'm just being honest. I think, like uh, – that's what's crazy about the overall rating is like everybody has their 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 positives and negatives. Like, yo, Travis, he's probably a hundred. You put him out at receiver, but like you, <laughs> you put him in blocking. Hey, he's 80, 86. Uh, 50, 80? <laughs> no. I think I think I'm actually a seventy six. I think uh, no. I think that's my that's my blocking grade right I've now. I've always wondered how it gets to ninety nine. Like, what is the metric in there? 
system. They got, they got, they got unique ways to do it now. Well, I'm like, sure there's, there's like, like a, there's super, a formula. And like it's not just on, it's not just numbers on like the strength, the speed. It's not it's not like those numbers. It's like the ability, like oh, this guy has spectacular catch yeah. attached to him. So like in the game, he'll make spectacular catches or always oh like double uh, like I forget some of the um like badges that they have on Madden. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like like, like game changer or like factor came out in uh, in yes. NCAA the one yeah. year. Like that's what they attach like to. They have like crucial catch can have, or like, like uh, impact blocker. Exactly. Yes. I know so what you're it's like that's that like kind of boosts your rating too. I'll tell you what. I think 92 is a fair rating. I think it's very fitting. I think it's very fitting. Yeah, it's very fitting with the 92 percenters. Hey, you're hit now. All right, nah. The one thing that did piss me off with Madden, the only rating thing that came out where I was like, man, fuck that. Last year when the ratings came out. My toughness was like a 60. And I was like, they they can fucking shit on me for pass blocking all they want, but they will toughness. not call me fucking weak. I am. There's <laughs> no way your toughness is. Bro, last year it was bad. As long as my toughness is up this year, I'm happy with the rating. I could be a 50, but as long as my toughness is at 99, that's the only fucking thing I care about. I want to be 99 tough. I want to know what that fucking rating even means what does that rating mean like if you have a 99 toughness what do you do in the game better than anybody else just stay in the game i want to know how does that well, how attribute? do they get that yeah i feel like i feel like there's certain attributes that the the only reason they're there is to make the you the right overall that they want you yeah, well, you know what i mean so it's like okay yeah. hey this guy we want him to be an 86 his yeah. speed is really good, so we got to bring the toughness down so that he's not an 88. We want him to be right there. Because if he's an 88, then he's above this guy, and he can't be above that guy. Can somebody tell me my toughness rating? I want to know right now what my toughness rating is. And if it's below, anything below 80, I'm boycotting you, Madden. <laughs> We're going to get to the bottom of this. Apparently, it's harder to find. I'll never boycott you. Thank you for my 99 rating, Madden. I love you. I play you every day. We're going to suggest that someone makes an all-Kelsey team. Maybe a, a me and Jason uh, in the backfield, you know. Um, I would love to see it. There are uh, there are people out there that would um, – I would love to see putting me a QB, maybe handing the ball off to Jason to see if he can get nine yards a pop like he did in, in high school. Um, run the option. How good would that team be? Well, who's – you're playing quarterback. Yeah. Because even though we both play quarterback, I would say your stats are probably a little bit better. Um <laughs> Um, and I did play running back in high school, so the, 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 the we would be a dynamic wishbone offense. Man, midline with yeah. Jason, Travis, Kelsey. I, it, I'm playing offensive line and running back, and Travis is every everything else. <laughs> I got this. I am curious about what would be because I, I think when you move guys to like positions that they norm, don't normally play, their overall changes, right? Mm -mm. I think so. I think if you move like a quarterback to running no, back, because your speed is still the same speed. No, but I, but it you it, like your rating at that position, like in the depth chart. Like if you go to the depth chart and you move a guy into a spot that normally doesn't play that position, I'm pretty sure that the overall rating. So then that wouldn't be an overall rating. But it's overall at that position. It's not overall at tight end. I feel like the overall rating is. It's already got your throwing power and your throwing accuracy. Oh, I don't think so. Calculated think, in. No, I think you're you're off on that. I think if I remember correctly, when you that's do go over, to the depth chart, that's the overall rating. I'm just letting you know when you go 
to the depth chart, when you put somebody in a position that they don't normally play, like if they put you a receiver, your rating would change. Well, it might not. You'd probably it, still be a 90 go, right, go If they put you it'd at fullback, up. if they put you, you take, at. You take me out of inline blocking. Oh, baby. If they put you at quarterback. <laughs> well, that's what. So this is my question. If it does change. I've only increased my stats, increased my ratings when I put myself at quarterback, Jason. All if, right. <laughs> I'd be curious if they moved me and you. If they, if they went to the depth chart and they moved me to tight end, if my overall, what would that be? And if they moved you. To center, what would your overall rating? You be probably can't end? catch worth shit. My catch rate, my catching rating is probably lower than my toughness. You rating. only got nine fingers. You got nine fingers. Well, I don't know the Madden knows that. Don't be releasing that to them. <laughs> Public news. <laughs> All right. Well, ninety-two for centers. Please fuck around with Madden and let us know. Let's let's see what you uh, what you guys can come is up. with. Is it even out yet? Uh, no, not right? yet. They've just released the. Uh, Ratings, so we'll know uh, here shortly when they uh, when to actually release. Oh, up, oh. toughest ninety six. They found it. Yeah, you're a tough son of a buck, Jason. I don't know why you. <sighs> I don't even care about the rest of. I don't even fucking care what my speed is. I just want my toughness up. Your toughness is better than your overall rating. Not, my toughness last year was sixty, and I've never been more fucking. There's upset. no way it was sixty, Jason. Speed seventy four. It's actually probably pretty accurate. Alrighty. Today's episode is sponsored by SeatGeek. All right, now. The NFL is almost here. We're in training camp, and we got a special discount on tickets thanks to our friends at SeatGeek. Tickets here. Get your tickets here. <laughs> With over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. How about that? You, you best believe it, motherfuckers. There are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek. I say that every single time we read this ad, and I do not <laughs> right? understand how many times. Right? But it is. It, we wouldn't be able to say it if it wasn't real. And this includes concerts, sports, festivals, and much, much more. You have the NFL, the MLB. You got Taylor Swift. Uh, Drake's concert's going on right now. I heard that's a banger. Luke Combs, if you like the country music. And a bunch of just... Shit, just 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 events and just shit to go to where you can enjoy yourself. Speaking Um, of Taylor Swift, I know you went to the Taylor Swift concert. How was it? Yeah, well, I was disappointed that uh, she doesn't talk before or after her shows because she has to save her voice for the 44 songs that she sings. So I was a little butthurt. I didn't get to hand her uh, one of the bracelets I made for her. You made her a bracelet? Yeah. If you're you're up on uh, Taylor Swift concerts, there are friendship bracelets. And I received a bunch of them being there, but I wanted to give Taylor Swift one with my number on it. Not right now. Yeah. Your number's in 87 or your phone number? You know which one. Um, <laughs> so she, did, she doesn't meet anybody and she doesn't, or at least she didn't want to meet me. So I um, I took a personal, but it was an unbelievable show. And honestly, just she's Kansas an Eagles City fan showed Chiefs, out. She, I've only seen Arrowhead filled like that for Chiefs games with that much excitement. And um, yeah. Everybody was dressed in pink and purple going crazy for her. It was wild. It was a wild show. Well, she she probably just hasn't gotten over the Super Bowl yet. She's a big Eagles fan, so maybe she just made something up and just didn't want to talk to you. Damn it. Anyway, SeatGeek's great because uh, they put all the tickets across the web in one place to make sure you are getting a good deal. Each ticket is rated on a scale of 1 to 10. That's 10 being the best, 1 being the worst. So look for the green dots. Green dots mean good. Red dots, well, they mean not good. Yeah, and nobody likes red dots. Mm, unless you're a Kansas City fan. 
Arana. And you know, we came through for the 92%ers. It's what we do for you guys, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Use our code KELS20. That's right, KELS20 or Kelsey 20 uh, our last name in 20 for $20 yeah. off on tickets on SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with a uh, promo code Kelsey 20 K E L C E two zero. Make sure you click the link for the description below and download that app. Today's episode is sponsored by better help. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career relationships or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. Yeah. So if you're, uh, if you're looking to start therapy, which uh, me and Jason have both been to, we were just talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. Give better help a try. It's entirely online uh, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited for your schedule. And knowing that not all of us have the time to be able to cut out, you know, to go to a therapist. I think this is uh, it's perfect for you. If you're just a busy person and need somebody to talk to, um, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with uh, a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charges. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Heights today to get 10% off the first month. H-E-L-P, if you don't know how to spell help. Uh, .com slash New Heights. And listen, if you don't know how to spell help, I don't know that BetterHelp's going to be able to help you. <laughs> <laughs> How much of that should we read? <laughs> Back to the show. All right. Let's go to camp. I'm, I'm going right after this. So. I know. As we're, as we're talking about it, next Wednesday when this drops, Travis and I will both officially be in training camp. And let me tell you, I am looking forward to the shit show that is about to ensue. Shit show indeed. Yeah. I mean, listen, training camp is like such the mind fuck because – it's so exciting and you're so happy to be back around the guys and like be with your teammates. And at the same time, you're like, man, this is going to fucking suck. And I'm going to love every second of it. <laughs> no, it's training camp. I do love training camp though, man. This has been a fun off season. It has been a fun off season, but I have had zero structure to my life <laughs> and I am ready to just get right back to it. I don't have to answer anybody's questions. I don't have to do anything off the field. I can just tell everybody, fuck off. It's a perfect excuse. Julian was saying it. He was saying it on, that might have been my favorite thing he said, was that, dude, when football's over with, you do not have an excuse. (laughs) You have to go to everything. (laughs) You want to come to my uh, my dinner, my my event tonight? Sorry, man, I'm in training camp. I can't make it. Dude, I got my body sore. I got to get some work done. Hey, hey, we're having a barbecue over at the house. You want to come by? Man, I'm in training camp. I would. I would love to. I just can't do it. (laughs) It's just that time of year, you know? I got to get back into it. Trying to go get the gold. It's fun though, man. You guys don't travel anymore. No, so we start. We'll get into yours because I know you guys and Andy Reid is. A yeah, big we've been component. doing the same thing for ten years now. So we started out when I first was in Philadelphia, going to Lehigh, Lehigh Valley, which yeah. was awesome in some ways. Get away. I like getting away. I actually like destination. I and I think part of it's because we did that in college when we went to Higher Ground at Cincinnati. And there's something really cool about just like. You're at camp, man. You're you're with the guys, and all you're focusing on is here. There's no distractions. You're playing cards at night because there's nothing to do. You're 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 finding ways to have fun with guys. Yeah, and you're building. I the think chemistry, it, it creates man. a more of a bond when you're able to have those little breaks. So we still do have done it before. You know, now we do like the joint practices. So sometimes we'll have a joint practice elsewhere. I don't know if we're actually doing that this year, unfortunately. But you get like you know, four or five days 
it like in New York or something like that when you're playing the Jets where you kind of get that. But we don't get that like we used to in Lehigh. And Lehigh, well, what's cool about Lehigh is it's completely open. So I still remember first year of training camp, lockout lifts, and I'm hitting a Crowther sled, which for those of you that don't know, it's like a, a two-man sled. This one, this Crowther sled was a two-man. And you would hit it with your shoulder and lift it up. And there's like four fat dudes behind me cheering me on drinking beers and i'm like dude this is pretty fun because i've never i never had people in practice like it was it was a different uh experience and yeah i'm with you you know you would go out there uh, asante samuel was firing people up in the bleachers you know it was like i don't know there's an energy whenever there's people there watching you and fans it's a whole different world training camp in college was two a days fucking you're putting on the same pads that you just got soaking wet and sweat that haven't dried yet you're putting on shoes that are like feel like you're walking in a swamp and you're doing it all with just woods around you in college and coaches screaming at you motherfucking you up and down to try and finish you were in your head and all you had were just the guys around you in in the nfl we got five to ten thousand people every day screaming their their tail off to watch Patty Mahomes do do something special just in yeah, practice. That's awesome, and it's it's absolutely electric. We go out to St. Joe, Missouri. Get about an hour away from town. Go to Missouri Western State, where um they got some really nice facilities there that I believe the the Chiefs kind of pump some bread into to make look nice and and uh, and set up set up training camp every single year. Obviously, the practicing isn't isn't necessarily. The fun part. Being with the fans, eh, there's some fun parts of practice. But being around the guys is the best part. And then when you're at the the destination, the biggest thing with the destination spots is what are the sleeping arrangements like and what is the cafeteria like? What's Missouri Western State working with? What's the cafeteria like? Everybody gets their dorm, their own dorm. You uh, you put uh, two dorm beds beds together. Yeah, to put two twin beds together. Um, I usually go to Walmart, get a a nice foam mattress, um, throw that thing on top. Uh, and I could sleep on the fucking floor during training camp. I'm so exhausted. <laughs> so I really don't care about my sleeping arrangements. Fair enough. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the AC is always on 55 degrees. So you got to go get a big old comforter. Nice. Um, or bring a big old comforter. Coach Reed doesn't let it's anybody good for the environment. F- fuck with the cooler. Yeah, the cooler's man. always on 55. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's so the sleeping arrangements are smooth. You, got, you have like a suite, so you share a bathroom with a guy. But... The cafeteria is where it's at. You're spending three Dude. three meals a day, snack at night. It's just like a freaking and? nine o'clock to ten o'clock, and you just go in there and just hang out, and that's the end of the day. And um, th- that's where you hear the stories. That's where you get to you know really find out where guys are from, what they're about, and their views on life. Well, is th- what's the food like at Missouri Western State? I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's gotten better over the years. Uh, My first couple years there was. Yeah, that it means was, you're being nice right now, and it is trash. It was. I mean, it's cafeteria food. They got to serve yeah, but, 150 dude. to 200 people a day. All right, let me for ask this question. Meal. Let me ask you this so question. Like, what was Higher Grounds food like? The exact same. No, Higher Grounds food was fantastic. You're tripping if you don't. You thought that. that food was delicious. It huh? was unbelievable. That was the it best was part deep. about Higher it Ground. Was, it was great. It was better than the Cincinnati calf. Yeah, well, that's not. That's a low. Bar. That's why it was unbelievable. No, it was. If you go back right now, you'll be blown away. I promise you. All right. It was great. All right. What Lehigh about- had good food too. Lehigh had good food too. But the Phil- we've already talked about the Philadelphia Eagles and their cafeteria. Yeah, they don't play around. I feel like there's also like when you go to one of these universities, they'll have like one thing, whether it's like a dessert. I always look forward to barbecue night. 
barbecue, barbecue night. night. Yeah, that's an Andy Reid thing though, because he did I that in assume. Philly. We did it with Baby Blues Barbecue. Shout out to Johnny Ooh. and it, it actually Baby did Blues, it. man. Damn, that's it, dude, it's, it's closed. It didn't make it through COVID. It's out. I know. How does that not make it through COVID? I, I don't know. I just know that it they didn't make it. They were the best. I loved Baby Blues. Great guys, too. A shout out to the gang. We got a Zarda's Barbecue out there in uh, St. Joe, Missouri. You can smell the smoker while you're at practice in the morning. You just know it's about to hit you. What, what's their specialty? Ribs? Uh, brisket? Ribs, pulled pork? brisket, bur- uh, no, burnt ends. I don't burnt know ends? if they got the pulled pork out there. But yeah, cornbread. They just they throw the barbecue sauce on every table, and you just douse that shit with it, and it slaps. Is there a side that is more hit or miss than cornbread? Like cornbread can either be like the best thing. You're trying to eat sandpaper, or it is a buttery, <laughs> exactly. crispy delight. <laughs> this is either going to take all the moisture out of my mouth, or be the most delicious thing on the plate. <laughs> Um, what's your go-to dessert for barbecue? It's only one right answer. Ooh. It's only one right answer. My go-to dessert. I'll tell you what, Jack Stack's got a fucking carrot cake cupcake that oh, is phenomenal. Here, Banana pudding. It's the only right answer. Get the fuck out of here, pudding man. Are you fucking serious? Pudding? What are you, fucking Adam Sandler and Billy Madison? I'm out of here, dude. You got your chocolate pudding pops? Fucking, there's You're no way. Here. You're, You're out of here. Snack packs. That <laughs> just made you giggle, you freaking snack pack. Fucking pudding. Oh my gosh. What is pudding? What? Have you never had banana pudding? Fucking warmed up frosting. What is it? You've never honestly had like banana pudding with the wafers and no, the, I don't the... like bananas. Oh my gosh. I'm not eating banana pudding if I don't like bananas. Don't go down south and say this stuff because you will get run out of the south. I'm flanking. They can't catch me down there. <laughs> <laughs> just think you got me shout out to all the cafeteria workers though they uh they i don't think they ever get enough love or enough credit man they are throwing together meals left and right making sure they accommodate us all and always non-stop working to clean the silverware and everything you can never thank thank the chefs the cooks the the service people enough man so a shout out to everybody out in st joe i know i already know it's going to be a freaking doozy and i appreciate your hard work hell yeah i can't wait to see our guys my man Chuck working the grill in the pizza oven. <laughs> All right, baby Chuck, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. Man. You got the gluten-free bread? Huh? Or do you go, uh, do you go cauliflower bread I, on your pizza? Stop. Stop. The fuck out of here. <laughs> no offense <laughs> to anybody with gluten allergies. No, <laughs> Kylie's cousin is a celiac. She'll come over and we have to get some, like, gluten-free baked good or something like that. And I have to sit there and pretend like it's as good as the gluten product. Like, oh, yeah, this cake is, man, this is good cake. You're sick. And I'm just like, this shit is fucking, there's so, I don't know what it is, something's off. <laughs> I don't know what this gluten is doing. I don't know what's, but I it's don't know. giving me better vibes. <laughs> Isn't this cauliflower pizza delicious? No, it's not delicious. I mean, it's <laughs> fucking disgusting, if I'm being honest with you. I'll eat it because it's probably healthier. And, you know, I want to be, I want to be accommodating to people's, dietary restrictions but yeah. it is not as good as dough i'll tell you that right now <laughs> <laughs> shit don't slap like dough. with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Right. <laughs> what are you looking forward to specifically at camp this year? Recreating the mesh, man. Just recreating the mold. Every single year you go into camp and it's like it's the first day of school. You got um, you got new pieces to the team. You know, we got a very veteran team and a lot of the guys from last year's Super Bowl are coming back, but it's you got to recreate it every single year. You can't bank on, you know, having the chemistry you had last year or having the having the you know, the the players that you had last year um, doing the same thing this year. You got to attack it like it's brand new every single year and that's and that's just how you, that's how I've learned it, and that's how Coach Reed teaches it, you know. So I'm just excited to get after it, man. See what this mold's about. I could not agree more. I cannot tell you how many fans come up to me and be like, "Hey, we're going back to the Super Bowl." Hey, we're going to go back to the Super Bowl this year, right? Dude, and I'm not. like, dude, that is so far not what I'm even focused on. Like, I am – I'm just trying to make it through day one of training camp yeah. and install. Like, We got new dude, plays. We got new teammates. We got yeah. just new vibes. Like, you can't do the same thing over and over again. You can't even no. do the same thing over and over again week to week, let alone year to year. So you got to keep evolving in this thing, trying to find the strengths of the new guys and how they mesh with how everybody has evolved their their game as the as the vets keep coming in. And, yep. Um. That's the key. It's going to be a new year. It's a new team. No matter if you have 90% of your roster back and all your coaches back, it's never the same year to year in the league. So I, I would agree, man. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm just looking forward to getting back out there, getting to work, talking to everybody, talking about, hey, you know, hey, we did this last year. What if we did this? Or what if we do that? Or, you know, seeing the way a young guy has progressed his game and seeing it on tape, right? Seeing that firsthand. Because there's guys that have made really good strides. We got a guy in particular. I don't want to put him out there yet. But, I mean, he's stronger than I've seen him in years, and I'm really happy with where he's at, and I'm excited to see what he happens for him in training camp. That's the type of stuff that juices me up, man. Yeah, because you see, you've seen the work that he's put in, right? And, man, there's a lot of guys that I'm excited to see how they do it. One of the best things that happen every training camp is the one or two guys that come out of nowhere. And yeah. you're just like, dude. Yeah, those are the fun ones, man. Yeah, man. That's These exciting. are the guys that are they're making – this is the American dream right here, man. I had no idea who this guy was. Who is a, who is your favorite one in, in Boston the past? Scott. Boston Scott. Boston Scott? Nice. He's, he's a guy that I continually come back from. He, he kind of came out of nowhere – Super undersized guy, similar in some respects to Darren Sproles. I don't want to – I mean, nobody's Darren Sproles now. But but Boston worked his way up from nothing, shined out in camp. And we've had a number of those guys. You know what you I know, mean? Yeah, like you said, there's a guy every single year that, that just jumps out. Nobody's thinking that they're going to be on the roster, right? There's like one of those guys every year that is just like plays his way on the team. And everybody loves that guy because you realize that there ain't nothing – there's no politics behind this. There's no – uh, gift of this guy getting a roster spot, this guy earned that shit. And fucking everybody loves that guy. One of my guys hasn't hasn't uh, even come close to the the peak of his stardom. Like it's still he's still on that rise and it's Jody Fortson, man. Ooh. He's been in the tight end room. Yeah. Uh, he got banged up a few years ago, but I remember his first 
training camp, his his first uh, time in the tight end room, he was just making plays left and right, and everybody's just whispering and it's like, "Hey, we got we got a fucking baller over here. We got, <laughs> we got this really really big athlete that fucking he can go and get it, and he can run, and he's got crazy energies. His explosiveness is there, and everybody's just kind of like behind the scenes, just like, "Yo, this dude's pretty fucking good." You know, last year it was Isaiah Pacheco. Running yeah, back, you see, you hand the ball off to him, and his energy, his how he finishes, the violence in which like he a runs. You know what I mean? He's like fighting so, the ground and the and the defense. Which which shows that anybody trying to go in and make a team out there, yeah, energy. If you bust your ass every single play and show that you have a love or an excitement for this game more than the guy next to you, they're going to see that on film. And it's going to show. And I think, honestly, the football gods, if there are them, they find a way to, sh- to reward you for that. Yeah. Stand out, man. Be, if, you, if you're a, a finishing above and beyond everybody else on the field. Everybody notices that. Fortson, is he willing to do the whack block? Is he willing Bro, to go? Dude, that is the one thing that earns you more respect from the offense than I think anything. Because everybody knows what a violent play that is for the tight yeah. Especially when it's on first down and the team you're going against knows it's coming. Well, that's the other thing. And in training camp, so the way it works in training camp for you everybody watching, there's, well, not only can you not cut, but there's installs for every day. So after you've won whack what the first team run, all the other team linemen, hey, watch the whacks. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it just turns into like, I'll never forget. We had a joint practice with the Dolphins. Brent Selleck is still on the team, and we installed whack for the day. <laughs> that was Selzy. And it's like not even like a buddied up thing because this is like the Miami Dolphins starting DN in Selleck. And we ran that play, I don't know. 14 times that practice. At least. At least. <laughs> Selig was like, dude, this is just so ignorant. I can't do anything. <laughs> he's kidding. He's, such he's a getting violent, a head start. It is such a violent collision every single play. Oh, my gosh. That was Got to love it, babe. That's football is finest right there. We've had guys, and it's always like a lot of times they don't make the starter do that block. Like they'll put it like, hey, we got whacked this one. All right, hey, uh. Put the young guy in. Fort to get out out there. Let's <laughs> see what you can do. And uh, dude, we had a we had a guy maybe I mean, a few sure, years the, ago the, who the went vet at was it once with, that guy though. You know what I mean? The vet for was sure. once that yeah, guy. Everybody's doing that. Everybody's for, yeah. done that spot. And we'll yeah. So they've earned the right to not have to do it again in practice. They've earned the right. <laughs> I forget what it was a few years ago, and this guy was a he was a man like. A man amongst boy, he had zero fear, and he concussed himself the first day, and he was out. That's how it, that's how it happens. That's how it happens. <laughs> he went at it, that everything is, he had, and I was like, "What happened to such and such?" And they were like, "Yeah, he uh, he's he's out for a couple weeks." <laughs> went face first into a brick wall. So. He didn't. He didn't stutter his feet. He just yeah. He just fucking <laughs> ran through. <laughs> The first three were unbelievable. <laughs> then once the DNs found out this is what's happening for the day, it was not good. I could just hear B enemy screaming at me my my like first couple years. We have to be able to run the ball when they know we're running the ball. I'm just like, can we run another play? Yeah. Can we just run a different play? Dude. I don't like this one when they know it's coming. Yeah, yeah. Now, you've been in an Andy Reid training camp. You've been in a few different training camps. A very unique one in Chip Kelly, uh when yeah. uh when Andy Reid left. Um what was what do you what do you think the biggest difference from a from an Andy Reid training camp, if you can remember, uh to the others? 
Andy's first of all, they're long days. Yeah, no, Coach Reed is getting every bit of that freaking uh, that union uh, timesheet. So typically, and I don't know if this is the way Andy still does it, but you don't start with meetings. You start practice football, right? Yeah. So the install happens the night before. The morning of at eight a.m. you are on, or is it eight or nine? You're on the field. Now it's I nine. It's it eight. used to be eight o'clock. Okay. It used to be so eight o'clock. Yeah. So you're on the field practicing, and that's and the other thing that stands out about Andy is they're long practices. I don't know if he's adjusted now because I think two two and a half hours. I forget what the max is, but we're maxing that shit out. I'm not messing with you. We would have some when he was well, in yeah, Philly was, that were like yeah. three hours. Yeah, and I believe that. I was, I mean, it's unioned up now. You already know the NFLPA came in and was like, "Yo, we gotta, we gotta look out for these guys." I'm not kidding you. I don't know that we have any practices over two hours with uh, Nick. Like, I don't like maybe like two fifteen on the long side, but they're almost all two hours, and you're off the field. And I think that that doesn't sound. It sounds like you're not putting in enough work, but at the same time, if you're working your ass off, you know what I mean, for those two hours, you're still getting plays in and everything, yeah. You get a lot accomplished in those two hours still. Honestly, what it makes a difference of is just not being on your feet for an extra hour on the field, I think. Like, even though you don't think you're doing it, when you're just standing there watching, like, a special teams drill or you're you're standing around watching the threes go, even though you're not doing anything, you're still on your feet and – walking around and i think that adds up actually but you don't have to backtrack on any of that shit anybody got a fucking question you guys went to the super bowl last year <laughs> this shit, the fuck out of here you know you guys are the number one well, seed no, in the nfc it. listen i'm, yeah, I'm you know a big I mean? fan if you don't have to backtrack on any of this well i'm not trying to backtrack i'm just saying how hard why andy's i think we're harder like even though we, we honestly i don't know that we did that much more with andy's with the three hours we were just out there for so long so like just being out there is a grueling thing in the heat with pads on and the helmet standing around watching all your buddies go and then on top of that Andy has in my opinion the worst drill that I've done in training camp which is long, long drive. drive drill oh my gosh dude I don't ever want to do long drive drill ever again <laughs> we did long drive in uh in OTAs yeah but you don't have pads on right <laughs> did you have pads true. on no yeah it's different true. with the heat pads helmet like all that on it is it is not fun for those of you that uh, that don't know what long drive drill would be, it's a scripted uh, set of plays <clears throat> or an unscripted set of plays um, that the coaches will have for you that the ones will go up against the ones um, for about anywhere from 16, really, yeah, 14 to like 18 plays. I always remembered it's like 15 to 18, depending yeah. on the day, but yeah. The day, right? So you'll start on one side of the field and you'll literally just – that it'll be set, the ball will be set, and it'll be scripted to be set at a certain, no matter how many yards you gain on a play. You could score a touchdown as a wide receiver at, and on like the like an 80-yard touchdown, and you're going to have to come back and run another play on with like 70 yards left. You keep going every five yards down the field. Yeah. 15, 15 plays, right? It'll start on the 20, and it'll end on the red zone. And there's no subs. No. So that's where, like for the O-line, o- like the first five plays are pretty hard. But then after that, the D-line, they're not subbing. It's just a big it lean fest. Just, like, yeah. It is just lean. <laughs> lean on that man and keep them hands tight. My first training camp, we did one. It was like a 15-play drive in Lehigh. It's humid as hell. It's in the morning because all the dew's on the ground. It's hot. You find out a lot about yourself in the long drive, Joe. <laughs> we called a screen on 
the like 12th play. Oh, perfect. Yeah, get out there, bud. <laughs> I ran out, out there. there. And with the block. Didn't touch a single I'm person. lying on the ground. <laughs> and Andy had to call a timeout. He said timeout. Hey, all right, you, you all right, young fella? <laughs> and I'm just. I don't even. I know. I don't know that he's ever done that before. But he had to officially call a timeout in the long drive drill. That's too fucking funny. Get your fat ass up, Jason. God damn it! I'll get the Andy Reid stare if I'm like if I like have a mental like lapse because that's what it is. It's it's making you think while you're exhausted, while you think you can't move. It's making you think about a play, think about what the other defenses do, snap what the count. other side of the ball is doing. Snap counts a huge thing. <laughs> gotta remember that. You already know. You gotta remember what the count is, baby. Not only that, but it's just making you think of the play that you they just installed for the first time in the set in like the eighth install of the training camp and you're thinking you got like 200 plays already in your mind and you got to think of this one-off play when you're dog shit tired in the middle of you know 110 degrees and it makes you focus it makes and you find that's why i'm saying you find a lot about it yourself on how to you know manage a situation of uh like that and uh and it just it prepares you for the game if you ever get caught in a situation where you know you're not mentally weak because the mind's always got to match what you're doing, man. We had uh, the Navy SEALs come in one year uh, with Chip, and uh, they talked about operating in that state is like a big part of like their philosophy is like knowing how to operate in adverse conditions when you're when you're tired or you know you've been walking or you know hiking up mountains for miles, and now all of a sudden you got to refocus in and freaking be on the dot or your life's on the line, right? Like that's the ultimate stakes. And they use a term where I think it was the Navy SEALs. It was somebody in the military, but they use the term uh, when you're in that state, you're in what they call code black. So now that's like our state. Like whenever somebody's so tired and they just do like this block where they just do like the turnstile, like, oh man, Big V's in code black, man. He just jumped off sides. He let it, gave up a sack and he just went the wrong way. He's in code black, brother. <laughs> 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 he comes to the sideline he's just shaking his head he's like yeah man you just, you just man. went through the ringer didn't you do you even know what just happened you remember all those but man that's that is so real operating when everything feels good is the easy part yeah anybody yeah. being able to do it while you're fatigued is so important and i honestly like i think long drive drill is a great drill i really do i need that shit i need that shit that's why I like training camp. You need at least one or two of those in training camp. And if you're lucky, you get one, honestly, in one of the preseason games. You get like a long drive. Hopefully you score on it and then you're done. But you you, you get that feel for it because it's a completely different feel. Yeah, it's different. Red zone too, man. You get into that red zone towards the end of that long drive drill. It's already everything's condensed. Everything happens quicker and you're dog shit tired <laughs> trying to fucking get the mind to match the feet and yeah. Pat's like, man, hey, why didn't you get out of your break right there, Trev? Why don't you look at the 10 plays before it and see where you're running? Um, Coach, oh, yeah. And Coach Reed will strategically, I don't, know, I don't even know if I want to say this, he'll strategically like challenge guys every long drive drill. Like he'll make sure that he calls like a wide 
he'll call like a, a wide deep cross and then he'll call like the fake deep cross Seattle or he'll call, you know what I mean? He'll like, he'll call plays like down the field for certain guys where they have to run and they have to be accountable in situations. And that's, I mean, it's strategic is what yeah. I'm saying. And sure. um, if you don't, if you don't answer the bell, you're going to hear from him. And, uh, and that's how <laughs> coach Reed keeps, keeps the team accountable. He keeps everybody fighting even when, you know, they, they, it's not convenient for them, if, if that makes sense. For and, sure. Uh, even Patty Mahomes said it, baby. He said, if you can get through an Andy Reid's training camp, then you're, you're going to be able to get through the NFL season. There's a reason why it's, he's been so successful with it. The guru. Also timed up with training camp. What is – we have the rookie camp, right? We have rookies yeah. coming in for the first time. They're about to experience yeah. it. Yeah, they were, just, they were just together. Do you guys have anything that you do with rookies as veterans? Do no. you have them carry pads – do. I mean, that's probably as as far as it goes. I don't. Yeah. I've never had. You're not doing anybody, haircuts. Yeah. I know no. Andy is like very he's, he's known no for hazing. being anti-hazing, which I love yeah. about Andy. There's no rookie show or anything like that. I think we tried to do it one year and it wasn't exciting. And Coach Reed was like, "Yeah, we're not doing that ever again." So you know, it is what it is. Coach Reed has his deals, and uh, we keep him moving. You guys do anything rookie-wise? No, we've never been big hazing. There's been a few guys that come from other teams, and they have guys cut their hair. We do a a, a um, the biggest thing that we do that we started doing with Doug was uh, like a rookie uh, singing portion. Like every year, the rookie rookies, based on where they were drafted or undrafted, will get up in front of the team meeting, and they'll either sing a song. Big buddy from Georgia last year. Oh, yeah, Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis had a banger. Yeah, he can sing now. He can sing. You find out some guys actually can carry a tune, which is fun. I don't – it's turned into just singing, though. So it used to be a talent show, like almost like you go up there with a comedy act. You could do whatever you want. And that's what it was when Doug was first there. We had a fullback linebacker who uh, did the best joke I had ever heard when Doug Peterson was the coach. You want, should I redo it? Please. Should I what? steal it? Or should 1,000% steal the thunder? I mean, he stole it. He didn't create the joke, so I'll just do the reading. So he gets up there in the middle of a team meeting, and he's like, all right, um, there's these three guys, and they're sitting around a table. And uh, the first guy comes up, and he's thinking to himself, he's you know what? I'm, I'm pretty fast. I, I think I'm so fast. I think I'm the fastest man in the world. So he goes out. They time him in the 40-yard dash. And he sends his time in to the Guinness Book of World Records. Second guy says, you know what? I'm tall. I'm so tall. I think I'm the tallest man in the world. So they get the measuring tape up. They, they measure him. They, they take a picture and they send it off to the Guinness Book of World Records. The third guy says, you know what? I got a small dick. I, it's so small. I think it might be the smallest dick in the world. So they take out a ruler, measure it, take a picture, send it off to the Guinness Book of World Records. They're sitting around a few weeks later, and the results come back. The first guy opens the letter. He's excited. He's like, I did it. I'm the fastest man in the world, according to the Guinness Book of World Records. Second guy rips open the letter. He, I, I did it. I'm the tallest man in the world. Third guy, getting excited, opens his letter. And he says, who the fuck is Doug Peterson? <laughs> <laughs> Brought 
the entire Stop. house down. Brought the entire house down. He was probably going into that thing thinking who should be who should who I should say. Yes, who, and who he should balled, be the last. dude, and he balls up and said Doug, and then he got cut right after training camp. But it was a funny <laughs> ass joke. <laughs> <laughs> I think we actually kept him on like practice squad or something, but oh man, um, that's yeah, that's a ballsy dude, move. But damn, that's it was funny. So that's how you funny. take the room by storm, right there. Hey man, yeah, that's the that's the craziest we get is we have the talent show. I don't do the pads, but the one thing that I do really, <laughs> the one thing I really do uh, with the rookies that I think is important is you're gonna hold bags, and one you're gonna hold bags oh, yeah. because. When you get older, you've earned the right not to hold the bag. But more importantly, holding the bag is actually an important thing. And you need to learn how to hold the bag properly, especially with the O-line. Like when we're hitting mate blocks, if we want you to hold the bag this way, you need to do that. You have to and because we need that. We need to we feel need that. that. We need to, yeah. Seriously. You only get so many reps in season. So you're going to, not only in training camp, but you're going to try and make the team and learn the guard or tackle or center position. You're going to learn how to hold this bag to prepare the starters for the season that's about to take place. Yeah. And there are guys that will literally be signed on practice squad solely because we like the way they, they hold the bags. Yeah. yeah. We need this. This is more important right now for the team than what you can do in the game because the chances of you playing, honestly, are pretty small. small. But yes. the chances of getting – They're there. You know, Those chances are there, but I hear you. Yeah. yeah. More importantly, getting Landon Dickerson ready, getting Jordan Mulata ready, getting every, the entire unit honed in – that is a vital role that we do not overlook. Uh, but And the other thing that I like the rookies do is in Philadelphia, we got the Rita's water ice waiting right after practice, and there's nothing better right after a hot, grueling training camp practice than some Rita's mango water ice. Goes down just right. We got that watermelon sitting there, and that is what delicious is as well. Watermelon? Watermelon. Did you put, like, salt on it? No. I'm not doing that shit. I like that shit, juice. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. So your salt's going to dry it out. You got any rookie Michael Vick stories? The biggest thing I remember from Mike was just being so in awestruck. Dude, it's the fucking, it's Mike Vick. Human highlight reel, baby. I mean, dude, I was like. I remember I saw a picture. I didn't even see your training camp. I saw yeah. a picture of you snapping the ball to him. He was under center. I'm like, damn, Mike Vick's yeah. touching Jason I'll, I'll never, I'll never forget snapping the ball to Mike Vick for the first time. He's a left-hander, so it felt a little bit different. But he's uh, like a living legend icon in like the football world. And to be snapping the ball to a guy like that was unbelievable. Um, you know, I still remember the ball. I guess the biggest thing that would stood out to me besides the fact that he's left-handed, so the, him under center felt a little bit different the first time he threw the ball over my head, he had like such a whip, like just like this 
end, like little snap that he would put on the ball. Um, that it was just, I've never to this day seen anybody have that. It's yeah. magic. And the it ball is. would be rotating so fast and it would just make this like, 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 like it was like a zing right past your ear. And I'm like, man, I'm glad that didn't hit me in the head, but that thing was freaking like, and I would just watch that. Cause it was like, it was like a trick, you know, Mike, uh, was super welcoming to a rookie who, you know, was coming in out of nowhere to play with them. And he was more than willing to meet with me and help me out, offer guidance. He was just the best. And, um, you know, I, I remember him like, obviously everybody talks about my shotgun steps and, you know, I remember he was like, Hey, Hey, that's coming back there. Now that's coming back there quick. Now. I was like, <laughs> he didn't tell you, Hey, slow that shit down. He's just letting you know, like, Hey, yo, that thing's coming back pretty fast. And I, I understand that it's doing that. We were under center a lot more back then in the offense, but it was still yeah. when, when it was in gun, it was, it was a heater. The other quarterback I remember was uh, my man, Vince Young. My man, Vince Young was a riot. So between both of those guys back there, it was so fun. My rookie year, uh, snapping and playing with both of them. Vince made you feel like you were just playing backyard football, and Mike was like this larger-than-life uh, person. So it was, dude, freaking Vince. One time we went out after Thursday, thir- Thirsty Thursday, and Mike was hurt, so Vince was playing. And we're in there on a Friday morning practice. supposed to be a perfect practice Friday, like oh yeah, dialed in, and he's just floating the ball. And, no <laughs> and zip he, on it. <laughs> One of the times he threw an interception. That's my favorite one. Was it preseason or was it in-game? I think it was in the game. Maybe It might have been preseason. I can't remember, to be honest with you. I just remember on the sideline, through the interception, somebody asked me, I mean, Vince, what are you doing throwing that ball? And he's like, oh, man, that's just one of them horny throws. You know, you just freaking, you don't even know why you did it. (laughs) (laughs) Vince, Um, man. He was, so. a great, he was one of my favorite guys that I ever met uh, your rookie year, Dude. coming out and visiting you, man. I, I saw him in Texas a few years ago, and I was only with him for a year. Uh, but obviously those guys were so influential for me that I remember all of them. But um, I'm at the club after the Super Bowl. Houston Super Bowl, yeah. And I see him, and I'm like, man, I haven't seen Vince in forever. I got to go up to him, and I got to talk. And this is – Keep in mind, this is like the after after club. Like this is like three in the morning. Like it is <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. this is after a long the night having have fun. Been had. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, there's no chance he remembers me, but I'm I got to go up to him, and I but I muster up the courage, and I'm like, Vince, what's up, man? I know you don't remember me, but you know, I play with you in Philadelphia. I just want to say, man, I loved playing with you. And he says, Oh, sell it. You know I always remember. <laughs> he said, "He said, Selick, you know I remember my center." And like at some point, he had morphed me and Brett Selick into the same person. Cincinnati man. Hey man. He, he, no, I was like, hey. always in my head, cat. I was like, "Hey man, that's that's close enough." I love. It. I love. It. I'm not even gonna fix it, man. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm Brett Selick it. for tonight. I'm, Let's party. <laughs> <laughs> that's a banger, man. It was a whirlwind my rookie year between the lockout and playing with this like dream. It was literally called the dream team. All these players and, um, you know, high profile stars. Good times. Do you have any rookie you're looking forward to seeing in camp? I mean, Rasheed Rice is a, is a guy I'm, I'm excited to work with. Uh, wide receiver out of SMU. Excited to work with him. Heard he's already getting after it. Looks like he's more fluent and a more uh, more precise with how he's running routes and how he's thinking um that those that rookie pre-season or rookie otas and 
all that. I mean, it could be a clusterfuck for for a guy to come in. So he, it looks like he's a little bit more comfortable going into training camp, and uh, I'm excited to work with him, man. So I'm excited to see everybody. Our first round yeah. pick. Uh, I'm excited to see how Nine Nine goes out there and balls, man. He's uh he was a stud at K State. The rookies that I'm looking forward to the most are seeing what the O line rookies look like. I always look forward to seeing what the new guys to the room bring. You know, we have uh, the draft pick and Tyler Steen and some uh, undrafted guys that have come in. And um, I'm, I'm excited to see what all these guys do. And um, the other guys are obviously – we got a lot of young defensive players, not even just rookies, that are going to be getting a shot and uh, to, to make names for themselves and, and build an NFL career. And we got the two uh, young uh, D linemen, outside linebacker, whatever you want to call Nolan Smith. But Nolan Smith and Jalen Carter from Georgia – uh, get a boys. chance to see what they look like. You have the entire Georgia defensive line for the past two years. Yeah, we got a lot of Georgia players. Uh, there's going to be a, some battles at linebacker. Looking forward to see how that shapes out. You know, we got. I mean, I'm like you said. I'm looking forward to watching all these guys. Sydney Brown, all, all the rookies that we have across the board, um, and and young guys in general. Like you know, the things you look forward to the most are the guys in your room, the new guys that have been added to the team. And what the position battles that are truly up for grabs are going to look like. You already know. We're on the same page, brother. Let's go ahead and close this thing out, dog. I got to get the training camp. All right. You have fun. Uh, You know, enjoy that conditioning test. What is (laughs) the conditioning test for you guys? Uh, I believe it's 10 or 12 uh, half gassers. Dude, that's a rough one. It's really not that bad, but half gassers aren't fun. I've heard heard it's it's worse other places. We got six uh, 60-yard shuttles. So 15 back, 15 back. Ooh, shuttles. Stop. The starting and stopping, that's where it fucks me. I can stride all day. Well, that's why half-gassers. Mama like, gave me these legs. I can stride. Striders are easy. We got four. <sighs> we got, well, they, I think the NFL just changed the, like, yardage amount you're allowed to run because we used to do six of those and then six we 40s. Used to, we used to do 16 of them. Now we, have, we, we do six of the 60-yard shuttles, but now it's like 60. It's like six twenties. It's not even six forties anymore. Yeah, it's like a twenty. Shout is just, just give like, it up for the NFLPA yeah. for helping hey, out on thank that. You guys, right thank you guys. Thank you guys. I mean, I can sneeze and roll twenty yards and <laughs> probably get that one down. You're not helping it out. <laughs> I'm a fart uh, and just will my way just, past the <laughs> twenty yards. Gonna release enough, ex- yeah, access or whatever the <laughs> fuck it is. All righty. Well, you enjoy camp. We started up next Tuesday or. Yesterday, probably when this is coming out, but yeah. Either way, that wraps up this episode of New Heights, baby. You training camp edition. We can't think the ninety-two percent is enough for watching this show every week, sending us your not dumb questions, leaving incredible comments. Yeah, this is our this is our rookie season of New Heights that we just wrapped up this week, and uh, like Jason said, thank you. What was your favorite moment from the first season? Favorite moments? I mean, the live show was. I'll remember that thing forever, man. That was a yeah. that was a fun, eventful. Obviously, being there, but the uh, the beer bowl, um, that thing's only just beginning, man. I can I could feel how much fun that was, and uh, and the excitement uh, yeah. that we could possibly bring to it next year, and how we can already make it better. What was yours? I mean, there's been so many incredible. I mean, the two live shows that we did, the one in Kansas City, the beer bowl live show. Uh, you know, the interviews that we did, Jalen Hurts and Pat Mahomes in season, uh, you know, Charles. I mean, it's, uh, you know, the, we already talked about Edelman killed it last week. I just, it's all been so good. Um, you know, I think that uh, it'd be hard to pick just one out. It, it really was a magical year. And uh, hopefully this season two uh, can somewhat match the magic that happened last season. Let's put it all together. 
we don't know what's going to happen in training camp. We're going to still try to get you episodes maybe here and there. But right now, like we said, we got the best excuse in the world. We're in the middle of training <laughs> camp. And I don't know when we're going to be able to do this podcast. Uh, yeah, man. You know, so I got, we will I definitely, go to rehab. You know? We, we yeah, will man. definitely be resuming once uh, the NFL is getting ready to kick off uh, that week. Uh, will probably be the official start of season two. Hopefully, we might be able to get you a couple episodes in training yeah, camp. Give you a little update. That'll be to be determined. Uh, so make sure you're listening, subscribed, and uh, to be able to know when these episodes are coming out as the schedule will be somewhat up in the air over the next month. And uh, yeah, you don't want to miss this. Once again, New Heights is presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment. Follow Thank the show guys. on all social media platforms at New Heights. Before we get to that, we got to let's give a hand. The, the season one is over. New Heights Wave Production, everyone on this call right now. Woo! What an unbelievable year you guys brought us to. Um, and uh, I mean, just it is so easy when you don't have to do anything but just talk. And, uh, <laughs> Our entire team has been nothing but uh, accommodating and has launched this New Heights podcast to New Heights. And it's been such an honor to work with all of you uh, through this first season and looking forward to season two. You know that I feel the exact same way, brother. Thank you guys again. And uh, once again, New Heights is presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment. Follow the show on all social media platforms at New Heights Show with one S. Uh, we'll be dropping uh, some clips and some videos uh, that maybe you guys have never seen before. We got some in the archives. We got some sitting in the holster. We might want to shoot out to you guys a bunch of blooper reels, I'm sure. Um, some shit that we had to take out that, that you know probably would have got us canceled at some point. Um, so make sure you subscribe wherever you get the show, uh, wherever you follow the show. Um, either on social media or on YouTube. Um, and thanks to our production and crew. We just said it again, but we can't say thanks enough. We've had so much freaking fun. And thank you to the 92 percenters for tuning Damn. in. We'll see you guys soon. But I'm going to go to work. Peace. Peace.